Welcome to Practice Talk, a deep dive into the world of healthcare practices, where we invite team members to share strategies to make your work life easier. Now your host, Lacey Ellis. Welcome to our very first episode of Practice Talk. Uh, my name is Lacey Ellis. I'm from the People in Practice team, and I am a tiny bit nervous, but I'm mostly really excited to dive into the topic of dealing with difficult patients with my guest today, Caitlin. Caitlin is an amazing team member from King Orthodontics in Dayton, Ohio, and I thought she would be perfect for our conversation today because the very first time I spoke with her on the phone, I could literally hear her smile. I think she has mastered the art of customer service, and we're just really lucky to have her with us today. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for welcoming me, Lacey. It's nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you, too. Um, before we dig in too deep, I do want to say, don't worry about taking any notes for anybody that's listening today. Um, we are going to put together a printable that will have all of the information that we talk about today, and you'll be able to download it for free from our website. So we'll get you all that information. So just sit back and relax and enjoy our little conversation today. So to start, I actually have a customer experience question, because I think that customer service and customer experience are so closely tied together. And so I, and I'm always curious about this. How do you check in your patients and is it different for a new patient versus your existing patients? Yeah. So when we check in patients, I like to treat every patient the same. When they check in, we greet them with a smile. We say, hello, how are you doing? We recognize the patients, we check them in. It's a simple process for us when we check them in. And then eventually what we do is we have kind of a, uh, depending on what they're needing that day, whether they need to fill out new paperwork or they need to uh, have a question answered for them, we have that pop up as well and we go forward with that. And they kind of hang out with us in the lobby. We chat with them a little bit, but we do the same thing with our new patients too. So we greet them with a smile. We welcome them to our office that we're happy to see them and we give them their new paperwork to get started with us. So we kind of treat the same excitement of seeing a new patient as we do our current patients because each patient is just as important as the last. And so we like to make sure we treat everybody as great uh, every single time. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, you know, I actually love that. Um, and I think it's valuable because I think sometimes we welcome a new patient maybe a little bit differently and then they start coming in as a existing patient and they're like oh mm -hmm. they're not as excited to see me as they right. once were or something <laughs> like that i do know something that i did when i worked front desk that kind of maybe differentiated a little bit hopefully not too much but was i tried to think of that new patient as if my sister was sending her very best friend in um, I would know their name. I would know their child's name. You know, if my sister was sending somebody in, I'd know when they're coming, what time. Um, right. And I would really be anticipating their arrival. And that way I could be like, you know, hey, Sam, we're so excited that you're here. We've been looking forward to this. So there was just a little bit of that um, extra anticipation. But I know you guys do a great job of knowing your patients and knowing their names and um, mm -hmm. who they are. So. It's super I, I love I love that you treat everybody the same. Yeah. You always want to have the same energy. So going I'm also really absolutely well, and you, like I said, you're just sunshine all over the place. So, <laughs> um, so I'm also curious, what systems do you have in place to actually help you um, deal, you know, your dealings with your patients a little bit easier? 
Absolutely. So when we're working with patients, depending on what the situation is, we run a lot of reports, you know, make sure to stay on track with things. We you know, keep things together, kind of share with everything. And that kind of leads into just teamwork, relying on everybody as a team. I know I rely on the other scheduling coordinator a lot. I rely on the financial coordinators, on the treatment coordinators, on the back supervisor room. We we really work with everyone together. And I think that's the biggest support that you can have because no matter what situation you run into, everyone's going to be able to help you with any question, any answer that they might have, and just work as a team. I think that's such a great support. And I know some people might not have the same teamwork aspect that we do, but it's such a great support system that can help us with any sort of situation, whether it's, hey, can you help me with this paperwork you know, that we need done? Hey, I have a question for this patient. This patient needs help. How can we help them? Whatever that case may be, there's always someone here that's willing to help out, whether it's to help the patient or help one of the team members. And I think that's a really cool support system that I didn't really have in any other job before. Yeah, I think, um, I've worked in offices where I've had that experience of the team support and I've worked in ones that I didn't. And I can tell you that the patients can feel that, right? Like they can feel that there's some animosity or tension. They don't always know what that is, but it's it's really frustrating when you're a front desk team and you don't have the support of your team. And so I do think that is a huge differentiator between you um, and other offices and the experience your patients have with you guys. I know, um, you know, the offices that I've worked in really being clear on the policies mm -hmm. for anything, for emergencies, for after school appointments. From the very beginning, we were always really clear, uh, you know, especially in that new patient exam, setting mm -hmm. out what those expectations are. And that really helped cut down on some of the drama doesn't mean that people didn't uh you know have emergencies and throw all yeah. of our uh you know hard thought of uh, you know plans out the window but um having that really does help so having those policies and plans in place and then having mm -hmm. the team know what they are and support you if you have to throw that out the window um i think that's that's super helpful <laughs> that's a good point having um, those so policies are so good <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys, do you have, do you have policies for, what is your policy for actual, you know, emergencies and things? Absolutely. Like, do you so set those out at the very beginning? So with those emergencies, so anytime, de depending on the type of emergency, a lot of kiddos, you know, they'll have a pokey wire, they'll have a broken bracket, depending on what type of situation they're in with that emergency can depend then on what that next step is going to be with that policy. So typically in our schedule, we keep spots there to leave open for any emergency that we might have. Now, there's some days that may have more emergencies than others. And so, especially on a Monday after the weekend where all the kids are playing, uh, parents are going out and about in town. So we end up having quite a few emergencies usually on Mondays and then towards the end of the week before the weekend. And so depending on what type of emergency that is, then we can get them scheduled. If it's a super urgent, you know, hey, they're, really in pain, they just got in an accident, you know, they really need some help, we will get them worked into the schedule. Um, but if it's just a broken bracket, you know, we can kind of finagle things in a different way to get them in at another time as we want to prioritize emergencies in a way so that way we can help the patients as much as we can. And we leave those emergency spots open. And if it's a true emergency for that patient, then they usually are able to make that work for their schedule themselves. And so I think that's a really big important part to have is to make sure that they understand 
how important their care is so that they can come in when we can also take care of them too because we want to make sure we take care of them and so if we don't have enough assistance to help with them we're not going to be able to give them the care that they deserve and so we want to make sure that we can take the time to address the situation and make them comfortable and get them back on their way <laughs> yeah so i'm um, like we said like pre-planning for that mm -hmm. and having your policies in place um are helpful but I, like you said like the team being supportive of those mm -hmm. needs is probably the biggest part of that you can have all the policies in the world but if you don't have your team supporting you um i think it makes it really tricky so we reached out to some team members that we know, and we asked them to submit some questions and stories about our topic today. So here is a question we received. I work in a very busy orthodontic office, and we always look forward to summer because we get a little break from all of the patients that insist on after-school appointments. But we want to have a better plan when school starts again this year. Any advice on how we can have a better system for this? Yeah, take this away, Caitlin. What is your policy for after-school appointments? Absolutely. So that's probably the toughest thing as a scheduling coordinator we have to deal with is those after-school appointments and before-school appointments. So for our policy, we try to accommodate when we can. Of course, not everyone can be after school. You know, a majority of our patients are children. So having everyone after school, it would be a bundle of just big chunk of people coming in and then no one in during the day. So typically what we do is depending on the appointment as well, we have certain times that we see them in the schedule. So for example, putting on new brackets, we only see those midday due to the length of the appointment. And we wanna make sure that our doctor can take as much time as he needs to take care of those patients and get everything done to continue on with their treatment. Um, so when scheduling after school appointments, kind of the little policy that we do is try to get them towards the end of the afternoon and save those last appointments at the end of the day for those who might be a little bit more pushy than others. And so, cause we wanna make sure we can accommodate for everyone that we can. And sometimes everything that you do, you know, trying to make everyone happy, that's what matters most. So we wanna make sure that we can have space to accommodate for those patients that might need to change their appointment or really need after school because of testing, whatever the case may be. So not everyone can go after school, but we try to accommodate the best that we can. Another policy that we have is we kind of pay attention to how many appointments you've had after school. So if little Johnny has had all of his appointments after school, we can let the parent know, hey, you guys have gotten really great timing with the schedule after school for all of your appointments so far. Unfortunately, we can't always accommodate for those after school times, especially with our schedule and other patients that are scheduled as well. And so it's really important to kind of communicate with that the parent every single time that you schedule them. Even if you're scheduling an after-school time or scheduling another appointment, it's good to be clear with the parents when you're scheduling in general just any appointment that our spots are limited at certain times and we want to make sure we can take care of the patient as much as we can. We want to make sure that the doctor has enough time with your child to take care of him or her and give them the best treatment possible. So, And usually most of the time when parents hear that, that we want to care for them as much as we can, they're super understanding. I love the patients we have at our office. They're so great. And so when we run into those situations, usually we're able to accommodate in some way and get them in the schedule where they need to go. But 
sometimes it might not be that time that they truly want, but other times we're absolutely willing to accommodate. And I always make that clear, especially when scheduling more appointments than one. We could say, unfortunately for this one, we might not be able to get you in, but at the time that you want, but this next one, I can certainly save that spot for you. And so it's always trying to make sure that you turn it into a positive conversation. You don't want mm -hmm. to say, no, we don't have that for you. Sorry. You know, nobody wants to hear that. And so turning it into a positive is what matters because that leaves that parent or themselves who are scheduling happy and satisfied with their care. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> um, and I know, so one of the policies in the office that I worked in the longest was, and we told them this right at the new patient exam. Again, there are some appointments that we only do at certain times, you know, and explaining that, but for those, um, you know, faster monthly appointments that only take those 15, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. um, we have you not miss school on one and then the next one you do miss school. And yep. so we rotate back and forth and just, we just always tell them due to the fairness of all of our patients, we just, we have to rotate so that everybody gets an opportunity to miss and then not miss. Um, so that's kind of how we handled it. Now, did that always work out? No, <laughs> you know, because there's always that one parent that's like, my kid is the only kid that cannot miss yeah. school ever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, we, so we have you said you just that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, Every I know myself. <laughs> Yeah, I know myself. I mean, when I was a kid with braces, my mom was like, hey, I don't want her to miss school, but sometimes it just had to happen. You know, I turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you definitely did. <laughs> um, okay, so we also received this story from another team member. Hi, I work in a general dentist office that stays pretty busy. We only have one dentist currently. Um, hoping to bring on another here soon. I remember a time um, not too long ago where we had a patient who had an emergency situation and was in quite a bit of pain. They called and tried to get on the schedule and were told they could come in later that afternoon or the next day and we could look at what was going on. The patient must not have liked that answer and wanted to be seen sooner, so they did a walk-in, and we did see them. Took some x-rays, found out what was going on, and they still were pretty upset that we weren't able to fix the issue that was going on right there and then. And the dentist I work for is very calm and caring and did a really, really wonderful job explaining the situation, explaining that there was an infection, that we had to get that cleared up before we could do any work, and we may need to refer them on. And even though the patient was not overly happy that we couldn't alleviate any of that pain immediately, it was handled in a really calm in caring way. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Uh, but what I loved about that was that you deal with the circumstance and the situation that you're dealt with and you do your best to just take care of people. And that's really the bottom line is we are caring for people. And I think sometimes we have to step back and, you know, even though we have all these office policies or um, things 
sometimes we have to break them just to make sure we're taking care of people. So I know we kind of talked about emergencies, Caitlin, but um, how do you guys feel like, do you feel like you have so many emergencies, you know, all at once that they come in floods and then you deal with them and then you don't have emergencies for a while? Or do you feel like they kind of trickle in throughout the week? It happens. So we have, um, like I said, Mondays, you know, after a weekend, kids going and playing, maybe eating something they shouldn't, especially after Halloween, <laughs> we, we run into situations like that. Um, and so anytime that we have an emergency, we always try to accommodate the best that we can. Um, sometimes, you know, like I said before, if it's a true emergency, you will come in when you need to. Um, I know, you know, healthcare is super important. And sometimes I think people can forget that, you know, with braces, we are moving the teeth in your mouth. Um, and so it's really important that that's taken care of. So even if they have to come out of school to take care of that, I know as a patient, you know, I didn't like having a pokey wire broken bracket. I know I was upset. I'd want it to be fixed as soon as possible. Um, we always are trying to accommodate for that the best that we can. Um, so we have those spots open and ready for any emergency that comes in. We also have over the weekend, someone who's on call, an assistant that can take emergencies um, or the doctor himself that comes in and takes care of that patient. Because ultimately, like you said, what matters most is taking care of the patient. We want to, we want to make sure that they're taken care of. Absolutely, we can. And we also want to make sure that we take care of the patients that are already in the schedule as well. So we want to make sure that we treat yeah. all patients equally um, in whatever the situation may be every patient's unique. So even having policies set in standard, there's always gonna be something new. That's one, one thing that the treatment coordinator always tells me, she's been working here forever. And she tells me all the time, you know, every person's unique, you learn something new every day. And so working here, I always feel like problem solver, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna solve this problem, we're gonna get <laughs> this person taken care of, and it's, we're gonna do great. And so that's, I, I love that aspect of it, of just trying to take care of people, because seeing them, you know, in a point of time where they need help and us able to help them and get them to where they need to be, that is just awesome. So I think we handle emergency appointments absolutely amazing. I know when I was a kid at the office I went to, it was not the same. Um, so I, I feel really grateful that we have such a great team that can help take care of those emergencies. And if there's ever a situation where someone's not happy with the care that they're getting or the emergency times that we have, you know, we always want to be clear that we treat every patient equally, that everyone is just as important. And so we want to make sure that we can help everyone that we can. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it makes me think about the fact that um, your amazing doctor, Dr. King, uh, mm -hmm. he, I've heard him say this so many times that his philosophy is, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know mm -hmm. how much you care. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that really trickles down from the top, you know, mm -hmm. of leadership of Dr. King in your office all the way through your team. And I think that shows because you guys really embody that, like, we're going to care for you first. And um, they people really don't care what you know until they know that you really care about them. And I think your patients feel very cared for. So I think, I mean, again, that's one of the reasons why I thought you'd be <laughs> perfect to be here because I think you guys do an excellent job at that. <laughs> We, we love oh. it. We love it. Everyone at the office is just so happy to take care of people. I love watching the kids come in. They're smiling. They're happy. It's sometimes they're excited to come in, you know, and it's something that can be scary. You know, as a kid, 
you know, I, I had braces too. A lot of us have had braces in the office and some of us didn't have the greatest of experiences in orthodontics. And so now to try to turn that around and instead of having a scary person at the front desk, you know, answering the phone, it's someone who's excited to talk to you and excited to hear what's <laughs> going on and happy to help you. So I think it's really important. And Dr. King just does such a great job of just mm -hmm. working with the team and everyone having that same happy energy. We have patients all the time come in and say, are you guys all related? Cause you all are just as happy as he is. So, you know, we, we, we definitely are just an energetic and happy team. And I think that kind of projects onto the patients. You know, if you're in a situation Absolutely. where, the office just doesn't, is they're in a sour mood, they're not really willing to help you. That kind of reflects on what kind of treatment you're gonna be given. But if everyone's excited to be there, excited for you to be there, it really changes everyone. And so it's just so exciting to see the kids be excited to come in, see the adult patients come in and be excited to go through their next step of treatment. I just think that's so cool. And so trying to take care of the patients is what matters most. And we definitely do, <laughs> we care a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely care a lot. Um, so last question is, what is your number one tip for dealing with difficult patients? Yeah, so it all comes down, we keep passing this word around, <laughs> but using care. Care is such an important factor of taking care of a difficult patient because most of the time if someone is upset or they're unhappy whether it's in the phone or on the phone in the office the number one top priority is taking care of those patients and so we as a team absolutely want to take care of the patients you know we want to help we want to try to help the best that we can they might be upset because of something going on in their life they might be upset with the scheduling they might be upset that their child is in pain um, and so all those factors come in that we just want to take care of the patient and so reassurance and using language that is perfect for that situation is so important like I said before, using positive notes to end on or transfer to, you know, we may not be able to do this, but we can do this for you instead. We always want to help the patient no matter what, and we truly care. And that's where that care comes in. That is how you'll always help deal with a difficult patient is that we want to show them that we care. A lot of the times if they're upset, it might be that they don't think that we care as much. And so we want to make sure that they know that we absolutely care about the patient. We want to make sure that they're happy and excited. We want to make sure that's shown in our actions that we do. We don't just want to tell them those things. We want to act upon it. So we're going to say, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to make sure it's done and we will get that problem solved for you because we want you to be satisfied with your care because we know we can do a good job and we want to make sure you know that we can. And I think that's so imperative uh, now to make sure, especially with how the world is right now, it might be, you know, things going on in life that can be difficult and it's just another factor to worry about. We want to make sure that when they're here, they're cared for and they can be excited to be here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And do you think, um, I mean, I guess I've worked in offices where maybe the doctor wasn't as supportive to being a little bit more flexible when we need to be accommodating to patients. Like it was just, no, this is the policy. Mm -hmm. And if we bend for this patient, then we have to bend for that one. And mm -hmm. it made it a little bit harder to care for a patient when you're kind of hamstrung in a way that you can't right. do what you know is best for them. So, right. I mean, maybe you can speak to that and, and mm -hmm. how Dr. King kind of allows you that space to do that. 
Absolutely. I mean, he's an amazing doctor and our team is absolutely amazing too. And I think if, you know, if a practice truly wants to shine, teamwork is number one in taking care of the patients. It's something that trickles down into effect. You know, everyone needs to work together. Everyone needs to know the policies so we can enact those policies. If something is unique in a unique situation, we can work with that also. I think it's just so important to be able to communicate. Communication is such a big key. I'm surprised I've not said that the whole time. Communication is such a huge factor <laughs> in just getting everything done in the office, making sure, you know, you're communicating to the patient, communicating to the doctor, communicating to your team members. And, you know, we want to make sure that they're taking care of and that communication is so important to work as a team and so like you said it's nice to have a doctor that can you know be helpful and work with the team so well it's so amazing he's so great but if you are in a situation where maybe your team member or your doctor might not be as flexible i think one of the most important things is just being able to communicate with them and let them understand you know i understand you're frustrated i want to be able to help you i will try to get you the help as best as i can i want to make sure that you're taken care of i think language is such a great importance when communicating with someone you want to make sure that you use the right words that are more positive you don't want to use negative words you want to make sure that they're taken care of and we can make them smile <laughs> yes so and i think part of that is like actively listening yes. and not already deciding how you're going to like deal with the situation like actively listening and with empathy where you're really trying to figure out why does this patient feel this way or what mm -hmm. is going on and how can i help them with that just like i said how how would you treat you if this was your sister or right. your sister's best friend or you know a family member how would you treat them in that situation and and i love that you said this um oftentimes probably more often than not it has like their frustration and anger really has nothing to do with you or even yeah. what's going on in the office right like yeah. oftentimes they are dealing with something you know i i had um a lady once who was just furious that about something i don't even remember she was mad and you know when we really got down to it and started communicating and talking her father had gone into hospice that morning and mm -hmm. she was just so stressed out and it really you know she was just expressing her frustration right. and anger for something totally different and it was coming out on me and once i understood that like man my heart just broke for her and i just wanted mm -hmm. to well i wanted to hug her and i think i probably did because <laughs> that's who i am but um i did i did feel like you know when you listen and you really try to solve the problem the best that you can like the, th that can never be a wrong path you know that that can't be you can't go wrong when you're giving it your best with your whole heart so Absolutely. and i like i said you guys exemplify that to the biggest <laughs> degree i've ever seen so we might go a little um, overboard there no i'm just kidding <laughs> no i don't think there's too much i really don't um so is there anything else that you wanted to share or say today um about the practice or about what you do or about teamwork or is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to say i think we touched on a lot i mean i'm so grateful to work in such a happy amazing environment i've never got to work in such a place before so i'm so excited my i haven't been something that viewers might not know i've 
I had zero receptionary experience prior to working here. So this was a whole brand new ballpark for me. I My two years is coming up this month. So I, you know, not having a lot of experience and being to jump up, you know, and just be excited to be here and do great with what I'm doing was super exciting. Um, they kind of rescued me off from another job I was at and brought me in and showed me everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thankful to be here. Um, but I'm just so thankful about all the things that I've learned too. I mean, communication, learning how to communicate, learning to listen, like you said, listening is so important, especially listening to that patient, what their main concerns are, and truly getting to a solution that's most important for them. Um, but just learning so much has been so exciting and working with the patients, it's always a joy to see so many patients excited to be there. I, Like I said, some people's experience at doctor's offices might not be that great. So I'm so happy that we can create an environment that's warm and friendly and just be excited to care for people. <laughs> I think I think it's a lot of fun. Huh. So I hope that a lot of other offices too can kind of feel that same joy also and work together to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, I always used to feel like my goal when I worked chairside as an assistant was I want whoever sits in my chair today to have a better day because they sat in my chair, like right. I, whatever I can do. And, and most of that really comes down to just listening to what people have to say. Like people have a story or a situation and they want to be heard. Like people want to be seen and they want to be heard. And if we can do that and uh, take really good care of people in the process, like like I said, I think you guys nail it. So um, I really hope everybody enjoyed this conversation as much as I did today. You know, our goal with this podcast is to really give truly tangible um, topics and items and, you know, tactical things people can do in their day-to-day -day life at work. And we really want to elevate the voices of people like Caitlin, um, who work inside a practice and sit in the same chair that you sit in every single day. Um, so on our next episode, we're going to be talking to a talented treatment coordinator and discussing uh, the challenges inside of a TC room. And if the comment, I need to go home and talk to my spouse is um, legitimate or an excuse. So send us your anonymous questions or stories to practice-talk.com. That'll be in our show notes as well. Um, you'll also be able to find the notes from today's show that you can download if you would like to as well. And we would really love it if you would um, follow us and subscribe, share this episode with friends or family members that might find it interesting or um, you know helpful in any way. Thank you again, Caitlin. This was really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. I'm, I'm excited. I hope a lot of people can kind of use what we've said today to help them out and just be excited to take care of more people. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Everybody have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Practice Talk podcast. Head over to practice-talk.com to ask us questions or tell us your stories. Until next time.